Good morning. Welcome to The Daily Cast, our podcast to start the day on Kilcullen Diary. I'm Brian Byrne. It's the 28th of May, 2021. The weather. The rain that arrived yesterday is still with us. It'll persist through the morning, though easing off to a mainly dry afternoon. Some late bright spells are possible. The highest temperature will be 13 degrees in light winds from the southeast. Our person of interest today is James Plunkett, writer and producer, whose works are, among other things, a testament to life in the years prior to and after the formation of the Irish state. He was born James Plunkett Kelly in Dublin in 1920 and was educated by the Christian Brothers at Sing Street School and later at the Dublin College of Music. He grew up amongst the working class who became the most important people in his literary output and his own early career was as a trade union official with the Workers' Union of Ireland, where he represented those same people. He had a strong belief that his writing should be a voice for the working class, but he also provided excellent pictures of the life of the emerging middle class and small businesses, especially in the very religion-constricted period from the 1930s to the 1950s. His early works were in the genre of radio plays. The first was broadcast in 1952, Dublin Fusilier, and others in each of the next four years. One of these, Big Jim, broadcast in 1954, would also become a stage play about the political activist Jim Larkin, and would form the background of what became his most famous work, the novel Strumpet City, published in 1969. It was set in the time of the Dublin lockout on the eve of World War I. In 1955, Plunkett joined RTE as assistant head of drama, the same year as the publication of his first collection of short stories, The Trusting and the Maimed. For the next 30 years, he worked with the broadcaster in producing, directing and management roles. In the course of that career, he produced some outstanding television, including in 1963, one on the life of Dublin comedian Jimmy O'Dee. And at the other end of his career, in 1985, the One Man in His Time programme on the life of actor Cyril Cusack. He won two Jacobs Awards for television in 1965 and 1969. Plunkett's total output of writing is quite prodigious especially when looked at in retrospect. Yet he was known for being low-key and modest as a person. His longtime colleague and friend Tom McGurk described him as a towering influence and, as a writer, a man who could create his characters in a subtle, rounded and compassionate way. His rasher's tyranny in Strumpet City is a particular example. Plunkett served as a council member of the Society of Irish Playwrights, he was a member and president of the Irish Academy of Letters and a council member of Estona. He died on this day in 2003 at the age of 83. One of the second-year classes at Sing Street CBS, 2 Plunkett, is named in his honour. For our feature of the day, I'm going back to a final extract from an interview I did with the late Monsignor James Horan of Knock in 1980 when he was then parish priest there. In previous extracts, we heard him talk about the building of the Basilica at the Shrine, and also his thoughts about the reported apparitions and miracles. In this last piece from the programme I produced for the Catholic Communication Centre, I Came to Knock, he talks about the services that were available there, and what Knock meant to him. 
It's worth noting that all this is through the lens of Ireland some 40 years ago. We have the Family Life and uh, Prayer Centre, as we like to call it. It is also really a family planning centre where we teach uh, natural family planning methods. Because in the confessional, you see, if, if I have to tell, if I tell people that they have a perfect right to plan their family, it's the way they plan it that may be wrong, and that there are wrong ways and right ways. And if I tell them that it's not lawful, them, lawful for them as Catholics to practice the wrong ways, then I should be able to tell them that there are other ways and that we are giving them an opportunity to learn about these. And I say, if you go over to our family life and prayer centre, then you will find out about all these uh, methods there, particularly the Billings method. Now, the family life and prayer centre also is interested in family problems. We're interested in marriages, and uh, if, there are, if there is a problem in the marriage, uh, they can come here and get counselling and expert advice on it. We have trained personnel there who give this particular advice. We now also have uh, what, what they call marriage encounter, which helps not merely people, married people who have problems, but married people who are living, living ordinary lives. It helps them to, help them to uh, improve their marriages, if I can use that word, or, you know, helps them to, you know, grow in marriage. And uh, we also have the Marriage Bureau here, as you know, because that is another problem that people have, and they might come to knock legitimately to pray that uh, our lady, through her intercession, will get for them a, a good uh, partner for life. And we, we do that here. We have a special office for that, and we have a lot of good, happy marriages to our credit, and I think that's a great bonus. Since it came to knock, Monsignor Horan has been concerned with the welfare of his parishioners. He's been responsible for the sowing of plantations, the surfacing of roads, and the building of houses in the parish. In his time at knock, he spent about four million pounds. To get what he wanted, he has unashamedly lobbied the local and national politicians. For 12 years, he badgered local government officials to improve the village. For the centenary year of 1979, Mayo County Council finally implemented a development plan costing £700,000. They built a shopping arcade to replace the shanty-like souvenir stalls that lined the main street. They provided extra parking accommodation and other facilities for the visitors. Knock today ranks equal to any other major Marian shrine. But what does Knock mean to Monsignor James Horan? Knock means everything to me, I suppose, as I am at the moment, because I'm totally and completely engrossed in Knock. Knock is a place that Our Lady uses to bring people to her son, Jesus. Our Lady draws people to, to Knock in various ways and all kinds of uh, diverse circumstances. She brings them here. Uh, she brings them back to Jesus through the confessional, through the Mass, through all the wonderful devotions we have here, the Stations of the Cross and the Rosary. We have a lot of these uh, old devotions and they're still marvellous and they're still wonderful and they still do a lot of good to thousands and thousands of people. 
It's a holy place. Senior James Horan, talking to me at the Knockmarian Shrine in 1980. He passed away six years later, having just managed to see the fulfilment of his last great dream, the creation of an airport at Knock. Looking to the headlines for today, in the locals, KFM Radio News highlights the public consultation on the master plan for Monastreven, which has just been launched. The Leinster leader reports concerns of some Salins residents who can't get parking outside their homes because the spaces are taken by other motorists. The Gildare Nationalist has a reminder to students in the county of the fast approaching closing date for the Naughton Foundation Scholarship Schemes, established to promote the study of engineering, science and technology at third level. Looking to the Nationals, the Independent leads with a report that foreign travel for holidays will be allowed from July 19th. The examiner takes its line from the same source on news that sports matches, open-air concerts and outdoor events will be allowed from June 7th. The Irish Times headlines similar possibilities, while RTE takes the more cautious line that the Cabinet is still to consider the easing of travel restrictions, and that they will only be for those deemed eligible under the new EU Digital Green Certificate system. We're not in the planes yet. And that's it for this week from the Daily Cast. I'm Brian Byrne. From the Kilcullen Diary, we wish you a hopefully sunny weekend and thanks again for listening.